0: Time news blast 30 minutes 45 for patrons jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Today is Share the Show Tuesday. By share the, the way, show Tuesday. Share the show Tuesday. We must have shares. We must have shares. Some people are not able to listen because of the commute, of not having a commute, but I ha- I was thinking of the different ways that I listen to my favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. And one of them is I put one earbud in and uh, listen to it while I go to sleep so that like I don't have to lean on it, sleep on it, and I put it real, real low, like two boxes, and it doesn't disturb anyone. And uh, I get so you, to you
1: dream in the drive time news blast.
0: It puts me to sleep. Yes, it's not always the drive time news blast, but I do listen to the drive time news blast. Have to say, and I find it uh, engaging, even though I pretty much know what happened. I do that too. I, I play but
1: podcasts while I'm sleeping.
0: Yeah, but there's quality quality. Control, So I do listen to it for that reason. But um, anyway, so I was just thinking people can listen to it that way and please share it or become a patron. We're going to have our big disappearing patron party on Friday with our first special guest, Pete Quinones. So we are going to have one hour, two cocktails, no record. If you want to participate in that, become a patron. We're doing uh, have a basic subscription of five dollars. If we want to keep it cheap so people can enjoy all the content. We want to pump a lot of content out, but we don't want to tear it up if we don't have to because we want everyone to be able to enjoy it. So if you can afford a little more, that's great. We've got to pay the bills. But if you can't, go for the $5 and you can be part of the party on Friday as long as it doesn't get too crowded. We can keep giving that to everybody. So the real news, well, that was news of the day for us and fans. Yeah. But what's actually happening in the... The bigger news is that Trump is continuing this assertion of power over governors. And I anticipated that this is the kind of controlled dialectic a thesis. I have federal power. The antithesis, no, governors have federal power. And the synthesis, which is whatever the policy outcome they desire. And I anticipated that Governor Cuomo would play his role as countering Trump. And today he came out and said that that he's uh, itching for a constitutional crisis, Trump is. a constitutional. So I looked into it. I was like, well, what would the Constitution say about it? For me, I don't remember ever seeing anything about emergency powers. And I know that the 10th Amendment has been clearly adjudicated as giving police powers to the states, which includes health, education, all that stuff, goes to the states. So this is clearly a state action. The uh, I further looked into, are there emergency powers in the Constitution? There are not. There are no, even the Supreme Court, which I usually often don't agree with, has adjudicated that you cannot, the government cannot assume or assert powers. It doesn't already have so only the enumerated powers maybe you can fudge on the process a little bit in an emergency but they don't have certain powers and they can't acquire them out of nowhere now people do start to read it as like the one power the executive has is he's commander-in-chief he can control military and militias, but he's only commander-in-chief if he's called into actual service. So he can, he cannot personally assert that.
1: So what about the wartime powers that they've been Well, promoting? he's not called
0: into actual service. If they declare a war on COVID-19, that can be adjudicated by the Supreme Court and they can say, well, Congress, you are not permitted to declare war on a um, an invisible and possibly non-existent microbe, but... He is not called into actual service, so he can't really assert that power.
1: The thing that I love about this story is that, you know, like yesterday, the media and Democrats are demanding that Trump take full control and shut down the country. Every state must shut down, which essentially they are saying you need to use federal power to control state policy. Now they're saying, no, 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 no. You don't have the power to use federal power to control state policy. So which one is it? He's just giving them what they've been asking for.
0: It's the classic uh, knocks at it in our enemy of the state the the side who wants to bang their you know thump the Constitution is the is the side that will benefit from it. Yeah, and the right. Democrats have always kind of wanted more centralized power. What they are doing, which is a backdoor to centralizing power, is they are using regional coalitions of governors, both East and West, which in itself is a violation of states' rights, in my opinion, and certainly no, I don't think any constitution. But I mean, that depends on the power the governor has in its own state. Yeah. But I wanted to read a quote when I was, it, there was a um, Washington Times article on the cover, the homepage of the Washington times. And it says it's about this, uh, Trump has the pulpit, but not the power was the title. And there was one sentence in it that I thought was really perfect, but I hate it. (laughs) It says it's the system. So this is the Washington times, which is like conservative. It's the system, the founders designed, but it seems anachronistic to many while a deadly disease pushes past all national and state boundaries. Okay. Anachronistic means out of time. Kronos, out of time. Anachronistic. That is the most ridiculous statement on its face to suggest that in this time, unlike the founders' time, our diseases do not respect political boundaries as if their diseases did is absolutely preposterous so i quickly just looked at like pandemics or epidemics in colonial america so colonial america before the founders instituted the constitution yeah as you can imagine (laughs) they had quite a few Diseases, epidemics, they talked immediately about crossover with Mexico. Its State boundaries weren't even an element to it. So in the context of actually really fearsome bacterial epidemics, which are absolutely awful, they still constructed the Constitution exactly as they did. So it is not anachronistic to think their rules could not apply to The situation that we have right now with regard to pandemics and political boundaries. Wait,
1: you mean George Washington didn't did not say this disease has no respect for borders?
0: Right. He did not use that to change the Constitution.
1: Yeah, that's what Fauci's been using for a while, even back during the Ebola days. The mosquitoes don't care if you're a, a Democrat or a Republican.
0: So two more things is that the the two things that you have to worry about if you want to look at it legally is due process and so like is it due process enough to like just declare the emergency powers if the legislature is okay with it um and just compensation so if you go ahead and say you can't use your property and it's like a blanket thing they're probably going to be able to get away with that do they have to compensate you for the loss of the property value Maybe, but this, I've always hated that, that they're allowed to declare eminent domain or whatever, and then all they have to do is compensate you, because you have the government compensating you with taxpayers' money for something they want, probably for cronies or for some political purpose. So I don't like it, and that is exactly what's happening, and they might use that as a justification for the trillions of dollars worth of stimulus. I've seen several articles that have said Congress has just become the state's bankers at this point. But Congress has such limited powers. The U.S. government has only 18 enumerated powers. They shouldn't have more power. And they shouldn't be the banker either. Anyway, that's the that's the, the legal lesson for the day.
1: I'd like to tell you a little bit about what's going on in nursing homes in Florida. Governor DeSantis...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Deplo- we have to go back to this in a minute. I had
1: two more things. DeSantis Please. deployed the National Guard, National Guard strike teams. He deployed National Guard strike teams is what he's calling them to go to nursing homes all over the state. They've already done it in like 90 different nursing homes. And the purpose of it is to test the people who work there. It's not mandatory. You can opt in, but imagine a bunch of National Guard showing up and you trying, I don't want to be tested. You'll probably get fired. You probably won't be allowed to come back if you reject it. And also, if you think that a strike team of the National Guard is coming in to take over and test everybody who works there, the likelihood of you going back to work there might be diminished a little bit because you're going to be kind of intimidated by the possibility that you might get taken off to some quarantine camp somewhere. And so that's going to further reduce the care that these patients are getting on top of the already lack of care they're getting. One of the nursing homes in Seattle that would have had the first alleged death from coronavirus is being sued right now by the daughter of the woman who died. And in the case, in the case file, it talks about how leading up to the death she called they called her and they told her that she was her 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 mom was dying she was going downhill and she asked about the physician the resident physician and he hadn't been there in weeks so no resident physician had even been there in weeks so there's a likely contributor to the causes of death that are in those nursing homes that are all being labeled as COVID-19 death, deaths
0: I was looking into a town uh, that was saying how their their rate was going up, going up, going up. And I've noticed this in other articles too. It said the details about the patients have not been revealed. And I'm yeah, thinking, you don't that. have to say their name. You can just give some details that are important. And I later found out in that one town, every single solitary person who died... Had, uh, it was like a three-week period and seven people had died, all in long-term care facilities. So I would just like to see, and I think I know the answer, how many people die in any three-week period in long-term care facilities in that town. My guess is in the entire town, it was kind of a small city, it would could easily be two a week. I mean, most people who die are probably in that demographic.
1: Yeah, I had a similar question about the death rate in nursing homes, the mortality rate. Because you hear about all these deaths happening in nursing homes and you think, wait a minute, nursing homes is probably where a lot of people die if it is not coronavirus time. So I found some studies that researched that. And I would like to find statistics on how many had died like last year versus this year. I haven't been able to find that yet. But there was a study that was done over like a 14 year period from ninety two to two thousand and six. And there were other studies done like 2014, that have similar results that found that 25% of all deaths in the United States occur in nursing homes. And that figure is expected to rise to 40% by this year. So 25 to potentially 40% of all deaths occur in nursing homes. What percentage of the coronavirus deaths have been in nursing homes versus everywhere else right now? 13%. Now, so
0: the, oh, oh, oh. the
1: rate of coronavirus deaths nationally versus the nursing homes is less than the overall death rate in nursing homes versus uh, the overall rate nationally. So, hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: I don't understand. What I would expect to see, tell me if you can translate your numbers into this context. What I would expect to see is 25% of all deaths happen in nursing homes, 90% of all COVID deaths happen in nursing homes. Is that stat in there?
1: No, the okay. So tell, tell me what you are Thirteen percent of all COVID deaths happened in nursing homes. So twenty-five percent of all deaths happen in nursing homes, according to the study. And I, I calculated the numbers of total deaths in the United States to the numbers of total nursing home deaths that have been reported. And thirteen percent of all COVID deaths have happened in nursing homes. So, so you are
0: saying that a f- half of the the rate of death in nursing homes is half of what you would expect. Yes. That's shocking.
1: Yes. It was I would think that the COVID well. number is,
0: I would have to verify that. Where, where'd you get it? Which number? Like what, what is it? What are your sources? Cause I find it very hard to like sift through those numbers. And I've been trying to find stuff like that. I, I will dig in because I just, I don't believe it. I don't believe that 25% of all deaths happen in nursing homes. And that 87% of all COVID deaths happen
1: not in nursing homes. It's the National Institute of Aging. The COVID yeah. deaths, I calculated myself. I took the total number of deaths that have been reported, and I took the total number okay. of deaths that have been reported in nursing homes. I just did the math right. myself.
0: But, you know, those, I find those numbers to be absolutely not apples to apples. You're trying to pull numbers out of different sources. They, I just use the I CDC.
1: Yeah. I'm using what they're reporting to us. So
0: what, so what do you think? So you think that- I'm saying I'm this wrong. is not
1: abnormal. They're saying there's an epidemic of these deaths ravaging through nursing homes in the country. I'm saying this seems to be the normal or even less than normal amount of deaths occurring in nursing homes. And the, the studies that talked about nursing homes even had other similar things that they've been talking about lately. Like once you're, once you're put into a nursing home, according to this study, most of the patients die within the first year. Because people go there at end-of-life stages. Yes, And men, I think it was an average of six months that they were saying that people live after going there. Men die within four months. Women die within eight months. And they've been saying that more men have died of COVID than women. So So
0: don't you think it's weird that 75% of all deaths uh, occur outside of nursing homes, but 87% of all COVID deaths happen outside of nursing homes?
1: Yeah, I find it really strange. It's yeah. very strange. It's, it's almost like they're not telling us the truth.
0: Yeah, I think... I th- I really think it's 90% of COVID deaths are happening, like, in a nursing home or long-term care or among the aged. But you know what? You know, I, I it's really hard to get the stats on this. Like, I really... I, here's the thing. This is the bottom line. It goes to the Florida testing thing. They... The more they test, the more COVID they find. The more they find it, the more they use contact tracing or anybody you knew who had it. If you died, we're going to assume you had it. So the more they test people in the general population, the more they find it in the general population, the more they find it in the general population, the more they attribute deaths to it. Yeah. So that could have something to do with it. But all of that is bad science. So as like, I get, I run into this roadblock as like, I try to analyze the numbers and because it's not apples to apples numbers, they have changing guidelines. You can't really do any analysis, right. which is why I want to see the data being used and the cost benefit analysis being applied for the policies as we go. I've seen projections up the wazoo. And what we learned in investment banking is projections are always wrong. It's valuable to look at upside scenarios, downside scenarios, whatever, but the numbers in your projections are always going to be wrong. They're just projections, they're not data. So they're not showing us any data that they're using to analyze or install into a cost-benefit analysis. They're using projections, which they have proven time and time again are wildly wrong in this case.
1: Wildly wrong. But Wildly if you work. say that, you're a conspiracy theorist. We talked yesterday about Fauci at the suggestion that maybe the numbers are being padded saying, well, we don't have time for conspiracy theories right now. Yet the day before, the doctor standing next to him said, all deaths are, are going to be COVID deaths uh, if, as long as they were in contact with somebody who later on might have tested positive.
0: We are being set up for, like these dialectics are definitely emerging now about bad data, about bad faith, about bad policy. All that stuff. And I've been waiting to see. You know this Dr. Shiva who just kind of made the scene? He's the guy who invented email. He did a great video out of MIT about how, facts, um, how the immune system works. He's like running against, uh, what's her face? Pocahontas. That's Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren for Senate, or he was running against her. And he, he was it tinfoil hats I was listening to? He was on there. Someone sent me that like the same day I saw his other like video about immune system and he opens the show, he opens the interview with like, I'm fighting the deep state. And I'm like, what kind of a dog whistle is that? But he's he sounds, you know, he's smart and whatever. But I I, you know, flags went up. Now I didn't watch the email the video, but a lot of people sent me this video where he's talking about like the COVID hoax. Something like that. Oh,
1: somebody sent me his video. Yes.
0: It's everywhere. And it is about to be, I think, I mean, I've been wondering what this guy was getting set up to do. And that I I was wondering who that guy was. I just got sent that video. I've been looking at him for a while like at least two months, yeah, because that Im- immunity video, it was awesome, really, really great. And I was like, this guy's at MIT, and he's broadcasting this from MIT, and he's making the rounds, and it's, and, and I also think that this vaccine stuff, at the exact same time, I got this montage from the World Health Organization Vaccine Safety Summit from December, where they're just like, yeah, we need adjuvants, but we we have no idea if they're good or bad. They're doing studies on it. It's really messed up, like aluminum or mercury to blow up your immune system so that you're receptive to these pathogenic DNA, whatever. I think that we're being set up, I might have said this yesterday, for that like gene splicing vaccine style so that they're saying, oh, yeah, you're right. Vaccines are critical, but the way we do it is no good. We need to do it this other way now. But I found the name of the company. It's Innovio. I-N-O-V-I-O. That's the company that is doing this. I texted it to you, this genetic split. Spl- splicing of whatever yeah so i just i feel like that dr shiva thing i want to believe you know i want to have faith but i don't i think we're being set up yeah and i think all that stuff about fake numbers it's just this dialectic that that's gonna have us get back too soon and then we're gonna have the second burst but i don't know you know sometimes they change the script as they go
1: yeah they definitely do are flexible with it (laughs) however so much has been invested in getting people to create these I, new I, habits and routines.
0: Until Bill Gates gets his his 20, ID 2020 or whatever it is that you need to prove immunization. I mean, until he has a universal vaccination program or record, plus that Apple, this is a part of it too, and this is coming down. Apple and Google, did you send that to me or did you talk about it yesterday, how yeah, they're collaborating yeah. for contract tracing? Contact tracing, that that's going to be permanent.
1: Absolutely, they yeah, wouldn't I mean, build the. They're building forever. the infrastructure yeah. into their phones yes. forever. So that's there. That it's going to be like this one of the when you go to the uh, systems options uh, where you can enable the Wi-Fi. Or it's going to be like one of those options on your device,
0: and you're not going to be able to disable it because it's going to be a public health thing. Well, and they say
1: you are now, but then it's going to yeah, yeah, eventually. Yeah. Then somebody's
0: going to get sick, and they're going right. to sue. But they, but they're going to, I mean, it's just, it's total information awareness, which is what Bush wanted, that Bush era thing. And they're just going to say it's for health reasons. And that's it. But it's still just going to trace you, everybody you interact with. I mean,
1: yeah. Was it five feet of people like for five minutes? Oh, Oh, 30 feet. 30 feet for five story?
0: The Rita Wilson. Story oh, about, his, plays about into how this. Tom
1: Hanks was fine, didn't really have any symptoms, and how Rita Wilson took chloroquine and she gets better. But in this article, she is she says, "I don't know if that's what really got me better." So be careful, and it's a very and it has side
0: effects, right? But what how it's relevant to, to the contact tracing is that they were told two things. This is what it said in the article i read that they were told it doesn't say by who, they were
1: told, yes, they
0: were told that they contracted the disease from someone they were exposed to at the same time, but they don't know when or where that occurred.
1: That's really simple how that works. If you accept that reasoning right there, oh, you got it. Just trust us. You were in contact with somebody.
0: No, no, no. They tested positive. But what they're being told is, I'm just saying, that's not what the point of that was that they're saying that they contracted the disease from from one person who they interacted with at the same time. Yeah. And that then she says, but I don't know when or where that was. So if only they had contact tracing, then whoever that person, Corona Mary or Typhoid Mary or whatever, who spread it all over Australia probably, they would have been able to trace that. But they couldn't. So they know there was a person. They just don't know who it was because they can't trace it.
1: Yeah, I wonder if maybe they already had contact tracing going on, and they did find out who did it. But they, because it says in the articles that the people can, are going to remain anonymous, so you won't know who it is you contact from. from. So maybe this is an example maybe. of contact tracing. Contact tracing working. Yes, they were
0: also told that they are now immune.
1: Oh, wow. They were
0: also told that, even though we're getting bombarded with conflicting stories every single day about how you could get infected twice, maybe, but you might be able to get an immunization, maybe, or the immunization might have broader value than actually getting it, ha ha, whatever. So so they were told that they were now immune. So I wonder if they're going to double dip. Maybe they'll be the first wave of the double dip. And it also quoted what Tom Hanks said in his SNL, Monologue, I guess. Did you catch this? Did you watch? The I watched thing?
1: part of his monologue the first couple minutes.
0: This is what he said, and tell me if this doesn't like. Ugh. Ever since being diagnosed, I have been more like America's dad than ever before. I did.
1: I did hear him say that. Yeah.
0: So is he trading Qualudes for sex now?
1: I I think he must be, yeah. He's <laughs> taking over Bill Cosby. <laughs>
0: Anyway, I just thought that one little article about Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson was the most deep-stating... I mean, talk, talk
1: about shock to the public if, if Tom Hanks is accused of drugging people with quaaludes. I mean, that would shock the public.
0: Maybe that's how he's spread in the corona.
1: There you go. There's the origin. I think we found patient zero right there. Speaking of coronavirus patients, Rand Paul has come out and talked about his experience with coronavirus and... He never felt anything, never had any symptoms, felt perfectly fine the whole time. That's his experience. He only knows he had it because someone told him that he did.
0: Right. And we know that the test is notoriously, like, not even, they, they're not even sure. There, I've never read anything scientific about this test that actually confirms there is a virus that has been identified, this novel coronavirus, that... They identify in that test, and that's all they identify in the test. It's either an RNA thing or a bunch of different COVID or whatever. It's just not a very accurate test.
1: It appears to not be an accurate test. Now, we've been talking a lot about ventilators. The headline on CNN right now is about how a new simple technique – it's not new – But they're calling it new. A new simple technique is saving lives of coronavirus patients. In ICUs, they are now in hospitals. They are now turning patients over on their stomach so that they can get more oxygen into their lungs, which is a technique that when you read about what they do before ventilating patients is something that they try before intubating them. It's often one of the simpler non-invasive methods, although turning a patient like that, especially an elderly one, on their stomach can, can also be very taxing for them and difficult, but better than intubating them. But now they're saying that doctors are doing this thing and they're saving lives. I guess that means they were killing people before when they were defaulting by intubating people that possibly did not need to be intubated.
0: Well, the changing protocols are definitely moral hazards, in my opinion. Absolutely. and we, you read the Medicare Medicaid stuff where they were making financial financial rewards for certain decisions and classifications. I mean, that's dangerous. That's just so against medical ethics. I can't believe that's gonna that stand up to scrutiny. That should be. that That might get a class action suit.
1: I can't believe that story is not about the outrage. The, or they, i can't believe they aren't outraged about how they did it this one way that resulted in what we're being told 80 percent of deaths from people who were intubated in new york and now they're going oh we should have just done this and we could have saved most of them i mean that really could should be the story is investigating the why of that but instead they're going they're saving everyone now with this new method yeah right i
0: know well that's the thing that they're just abandoning science they just it's just like they're this throwing stuff at the wall and yeah. it. like, that's the best case scenario. So I'm totally annoyed because I saw it today. So yesterday was pork. The day before is chicken. And today was beef meat packing plant. Oh shut wow. Down. Now they're really talking about food shortages. Whole foods is putting people on waiting lists to get on the delivery service. If they weren't already on it. And I meant to run to Costco the other yesterday and just get as much meat as I could put in my freezer and I don't think, I don't necessarily think there are food shortages. I don't necessarily think that they're shutting down these plants because, like strictly because they're worried about coronavirus. I think there's a problem because uh, rest, uh, grocery stores aren't having as much business. Restaurants are half closed down. And if they can't push that, that food all the way through to the final consumer, they're better off destroying it at the source or storing it at the source for as long as possible to save those transportation, storage, packaging, all that stuff along the way. So they'd rather waste some food. So so that may result in food shortages, and they can say that it was a health and safety precaution. But my suspicion, like with baseball, is that it might have just been... A business decision. I don't know, but I'm a little worried about it in any case.
1: Well, I guess all those impossible burgers, those plant-based burgers that <laughs> uh, nobody wants to buy are going to start coming off the shelves now. People do buy them. They're they the do. only thing that's still available oh, in the grocery stores. That I get. There's no meat, only the plant-based are we burgers. Different
0: stores?
1: So debt collectors are coming after people's stimulus checks.
0: Who is the debt collectors? debt
1: collectors are coming after people's stimulus checks. So I don't know how that's going to work. There has to be some, if you're going to give people stimulus checks, how are you going to protect them from that? Because you might mm. as well just send them straight to the debt collectors. If it's going to, if that's going to be effective.
0: Well, if I read today that mortgage lenders are asking the government for facilities to compensate them for, for or kick the can down for this record high mortgage non-payment, So people are not paying their mortgage. So if they're if those guys are going to get government relief, I would think that the lenders, I mean, they may suspend their ability to collect, although little guys like that, I mean, it might be hard to, I guess you could pass a law that would say anybody in this classification, anybody who has a license to do this kind of thing is out of business. That would be a little tricky, though, because that would be targeting a specific business that you would have to, I think, run into some trouble for that.
1: All right. Well, in the drive time or the um, uh, Patron fifteen, Patron fifteen, I'm going to talk about the Zoom story, the dark web Zoom story.
0: All right, and I can tell you about the the advocacy that is rising for a draft of women, oh, right. and not just for the military.
1: All right, I look forward to that and share the show Tuesday again from a safe social distance. Share the show Tuesday. You can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at propreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want to get access to that extra DMB content that we post every time that we post a DMB, you can do so by going to slash propaganda report and joining for $5 a month. That's like less than 15 cents a day, basically. It's a very fantastic deal, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.